Survivor Podcast host. Happy New Year and welcome to season three of Survivor Podcast. Can you believe it's been a year already? I can't, but I'm thankful to be here starting my new year off with you guys. I'm even more excited to be sharing my new year with some inspiring women. Both of my guests today have demonstrated incredible strength and grace, inspiring women around the world with their stories and have taken the next step to becoming advocates for cervical cancer. I'm thrilled to have both Carla Chavez and Carol Lacey on the show today to share their journey and how they are now changing the narrative of cervical cancer. Hey, ladies, how are you guys doing? Good, Jocelyn. How are you? Hi, Carla. Good. Hi, Carla. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hi, Carol. Hi, Jocelyn. How's it going? How's How's, how's, how were the holidays or what did you guys, what had happened or like, you know, what are your new year's resolutions so far? Let's, let's chat about that for a little bit. Carla. More advocacy work. Ah, <laughs> that's what we're going to get into. What else? Yeah. How about you, Carol? Oh yeah. CCAM, uh, cervical cancer awareness month is our month and, you know, it's so exciting because, you know, Breast cancer gets a whole month in October, and we have all of January to really, uh, you know, get our message out. So that's super exciting for me. I feel like January is the perfect year for it, month two, because like October, while I'm not saying anything about breast cancer, I love breast cancer awareness month, but October is like toward the end of the year, you know, and I feel like the momentum is kind of gone a little bit, but January is like start the new year and you know, you yeah. start, you're taking care of yourself. You start looking at reflecting on the last year and how to change. And so I feel like January is a better month for this, right? That like is a so rebirth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebirth. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like a rebirth. Well, you know, both of you have been so important in survivor. I mean, your work and your inspiration and your motivation within the group. And we kind of wanted to invite you guys on to kind of talk about what Carla said, her, you know, her New Year's resolution advocacy work. So why don't we kind of, you know, let the listeners get to know you both. I mean, Carol, why don't you start off, talk about, um, you know, your story, give us a little insight into you and how you got started in it. And then we'll go with Carla. Sure, sure. So I was diagnosed with uh, cervical cancer in 2011. And at that time, uh, you know, I knew it was related to HPV. um, But I didn't know much more than that. And um, I went through my radical hysterectomy. About 10 months later, my cancer reoccurred again. And I underwent what was called a total pelvic extranation. So basically, everything below my belt went away. So no bladder, no colon. Um, I live with ostomy. So I have a colostomy and a urostomy that I call Fred and Ethel because, you know, they're funny. And, um, I'm know, such an I Love Lucy fan. So I kind of I relate to this, the Fred and oh, Ethel. Oh, good. I'm so afraid that maybe the next generation will get yeah. my joke. But. Oh, God. I Love Lucy is a classic. Totally. Right. Yes. So, um, so through that and kind of, um, as I was kind of going into, uh, it was actually my uh, third reoccurrence, 
is when I found Survivor. It was an article on Tamika Felder mm-hmm. and our wonderful founder. Um, and it was through like the American Cancer Society's newsletter. And I was like, holy cow, there's a whole entire organization of women who've experienced what I've experienced. I could not believe that. So of course, I immediately go online to survivor.org and I start reading all these stories, one right after another, and I'm crying, I'm laughing. I cannot believe that I, I've just virtually connected with so many people who um, really got my story. So um, that was kind of the start. And um, and for me, I was never shy about saying that I had uh, cervical cancer because I think everyone automatically assumed because I was a woman that it was breast cancer. So I would automatically have these these conversations like, no, I have cervical cancer. And then it was kind of like confused look, like, well, what exactly is cervical cancer? And then they would say, is it like ovarian? And so it was- Where is the cervix? I don't understand. <laughs> right, right. I, I Let me you. draw you a picture of where picture. the cervix is. Here's a cervix. Yeah, no. So, I mean, like right off the bat, I was, yeah. you know, already advocating, right? So, you know, and once, of course, I found Survivor and Tamika and the whole organization, it was like, oh, holy cow. I have, you know, I'm putting my story into action. I, I'm, you know, making my survivorship count, you know, and through that, I'm able to, you know, change some lives. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting others to get screening. I'm getting um, people to vaccinate their children. So, I mean, that's just a huge win in my book. Right. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. I, I agree, Carla. It's beautiful. Um, all right. So, Carla, you're up next. Well, um, I was diagnosed when I was 35. That would be five, almost six years ago. Well, six years ago. Um, I remember that. Uh, being diagnosed with cervical cancer was kind of a taboo because I, I knew HPV, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, something I learned in school, you know, sexually transmitted diseases or, and all that, but I did not know what it all entailed or what it went, what was the whole magnitude of what it could provoke. Mm-hmm. So when I went through cervical cancer, I did not shut up about it. I wanted everyone to know that I had cervical cancer because the same thing, Carol, like, oh, it's breast cancer. Or is it something like, no, it's cervical cancer. And what does it do? HPV. And I remember that I was talking to my parents about it. Like, don't shut up about it. Just say it because people need to know, right? So I was able to talk about it in a country that doesn't permit us to talk about all below the belt cancers because it's a stigma. And for our listeners, Carla, where are you located? Because I'm from Honduras. There we go. (laughs) Honduras. Central right. America. Just in case everyone needs to know, Carla is from Honduras. And I remember that I went through chemo without knowing anyone else with cervical cancer. I went through chemo and the late in ladies and men that were there were there for other types of cancers. So it was very hard for me to express myself because they wouldn't want to listen either. Like, oh, oh she's talking about the cervix, you know, she's talking about her vagina. Yeah. And they were like, no. So I remember that after my chemo radiation, I went through my hysterectomy and I was in bed recovering from my surgery. And I started looking like for cervical cancer survivors and survivor popped up with a C. I'm like, okay, this is curious. Let me go on. And um, I started reading. I'm like, they're sharing their stories just like 
what Carol said, it was like, I, I mean, I'm not alone. There's, yeah. they're, they're sharing their stories and, and it's important. And, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to start. And I started reading, reading. I met wonderful people there that invited me into the Facebook group. And I started sharing. I shared my story on the survivor page. I went to survivor school and all that just like kept on moving forward. Oh, and I jumped apart. <laughs> I also have an ostomy and I just find it so funny that Carol has a name. Mine is Jeepers because he's my creeper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so he's my colostomy and I had to have it because after things that you don't get explained while going through treatment is that radiation right. is a gift that keeps on giving. After my hysterectomy, I developed a rectal vaginal fistula, oh. which I did not know what it was until right. it happened to me. And that means that my colon and my vagina, my, what was left of my cervix meshed together and made a hole. So now I sport my colostomy. Um, I'm used to him and we have sometimes very voice conversations. <laughs> I think our listeners should also like start chiming in to see if they have some nicknames for theirs, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, our listeners, you know, definitely chime in and say and share your names of your colossal back. I mean, I think it's, it's something, you know, to it's a part of you, you know? Yes. And it's, it's, it made my life easier. I know Carol's life became easier after it. So it's survivorship. You it's part mm -hmm. of what we have to do now to continue on. And I remember that when I was invited to survivor school, which was the game changer in my life, was going to survivor school, was knowing that I can make a difference. I can continue mm. to share my story. And even if they don't want to listen to it, they're going to have to listen because I'm sharing on Facebook, on Instagram, and with my <laughs> teachers, with my work coworkers. Um, I'm just sharing my story. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, do you know where I can get vaccinated? Is it, do you think my boys can yeah. get vaccinated? And then you get these stories of, I only work with men and they come up to me. He's like, I took my wife to the gynecologist for the first time without wow. being her Absolutely. being pregnant. Yeah. So those are, the, that's my why. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to shut up. If that means that they can get vaccinated or they're going to their checkups, why not? <laughs> You're not. I That's love hearing this. Yeah, I love hearing your journey from, you know, being diagnosed and having to deal with all of those, like, you know, all of the side, not side effects, but all of that from the diagnosis and treatments yeah. and to finding a support group and taking that next step to like start advocating for cervical cancer or cervical cancer awareness, HPV and, and all of that. And I think that's such a great journey that you guys have both been on. Right. Yeah. I mean, and also I, I think it's such a great story to like have our listeners hear that there is, we always talk about this as survivors, right? What is life after cancer? You mm -hmm. know, what, what does yeah. it look like? Cause everyone's like, oh, so you have cancer and we're done, right? You're, you're good. Yeah. You're, you're, you can move yeah. on. And you're like, but this is part of that moving on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. it never leaves us. And so what do no. we do with all of this? You know? And right. I think, especially with cervical cancer, we're like, you know, if some people don't even know what a cervix is or where it is in our body, it's like, I think it's our job to educate you, right? Educate them and say like, you know, yeah. this is, you know, this is a cervix. It's a kind of a little important thing, you know, in your body. Yeah. Huge, huge. Yeah. And, you know, also, just like you said, Jocelyn, 
um, cancer doesn't end after treatment, right? Mm -hmm. Carla and I are perfect examples of yeah. look what cancer brought us <laughs> and mm -hmm. how, you know, we want to make sure that other people don't go through what we go went through. Exactly. And that, you know, the future is going to look different and it's, you know, not going to have cervical cancer, right? That's what we're striving for. So, yeah, I mean, I, in the last episode, we talked to Dr. Brand and she's like, Australia is on track to eradicate cervical yeah. cancer, what, in 10 years or so. So, I mean, it's mm -hmm. possible, but it's something Holy. that we have to work at. You know, it's something that we yeah. really have to work at. So, I definitely I, I applaud both of your guys' you know, efforts in this cause. Um, all right, so we got your, your story. We got your inspiration. Now, you've done advocacy work for years. Both of you have. And, and I know that you guys have number of, of accomplishments. But what do you think is your biggest accomplishment so far in your advocacy work so far? Wow, that's a good one. That's a good I think um, I know that for me, being a part of lobby days where we got to mm -hmm. sit in front of um, congressional members and talk about um, bills that would benefit um, cervical cancer patients, underserved, you know, those that was huge for me because I was I'm not a political I wouldn't say I was a very political person, but being a part of that process was mm -hmm. huge. I mean, absolutely huge. And this was this was in D.C., right? You had to go to Capitol yes. and and in yes. kind of testify in front of Congress, right? Yeah, it was. Um, they were basically it was called lobby days, and okay. a group of us um, with uh, the Society of Gynecological Oncologists that just spoke to various congressional members. For me being in California, I spoke to uh, Congress people who were um, part of my state and we just, you know, talked about the bills and, you know, what is needed to bring more awareness. And in, in this case, they were directly related to cervical cancer um, uh, coverage bills. So that was huge. And just to understand the whole process of what goes into lobby days and, and um, you know, how we as advocates can, um, you know, make change on a, you know, legislative level, which is huge. Mm -hmm. That's great because it's it's all policy work. It's really what changes yeah. um, our health care, right? Especially right. those of us in the U.S. It changes our health care and our outlook yeah. for the next years and, and future years. Absolutely. Um, that was that. Yes, I, I agree. That one would be kind of awe inspiring just being on Capitol Hill talking to con congressional members and and, yeah. and just telling your story is yes. is just powerful in itself. Right. Absolutely. All right, Carla, what is your biggest accomplishment so far? I think I have a couple. Uh, okay. One of them is being able to share my story. And knowing the power that our voices have, it's a responsibility now because we've yeah. lost so many people in this journey due to cervical cancer, that it, it becomes a responsibility. So being able to not be shy about sharing or not being able, it's mm -hmm. a big deal for me. And I think it's part of a personal achievement, accomplishment that I have. Mm. One of the biggest accomplishments happened this past year, I was able to be part of Who's Living Guidelines group for cervical cancer screening. So um, I was able to talk to these doctors. Mm -hmm. It was overwhelming because these are all the greatest minds, scientific researchers, policymakers. 
And right. to be able to share my story and be part of that group was such an experience. And knowing how powerful give, having a voice and being able to tell our stories, what happens in our third world countries or what happens to anyone who goes through this is was a big deal. It was for me, it has been one of my biggest accomplishments and I'm grateful that I'm able to share it. And the the who was the world World Health Organization? World Health Organization. That was in oh, where was Geneva. it? Geneva. That's right, where the yes. organization headquarters is, right? Yeah. And so you got to fly there and actually speak to them. Was it yes. like? Was it a summit? Was it a like? Were you? Were it you... was a conference. Um, it was a living guideline group. They were making living guidelines for cervical cancer. Wow. I was able to see the process of how this these guidelines are going to work how and how it. It's beautiful, actually, because now you know how it worked, how they got my treatment here in Honduras, mm-hmm. how I got my treatment was thanks to these guidelines that all these marvelous minds are making it happen. And I was able to see that and be part of it and share my story to all of them. So it's been amazing. It's been such an experience. I think the running thing between both of you is really sharing your story, right? I think even though we think of advocacy work, sometimes we think of huge policy-making advocacy like Carol mm-hmm. or speaking at a conference, but really the best thing you can do is to advocate for yourself and advocate for your story, right? I think, yeah. you know, that's where you both and even myself started out is just telling people our story. And yeah. it's going from there because a lot of the times people don't realize that it's something, like it's something to to think about or to consider until they connect with the story, like whether it's, you know, you know, yours and, and both of you, you know, getting diagnosed and having to deal with the, the um, surgeries and all the treatments that you've had to go through or getting diagnosed really young and having to deal with the loss of infertility. I mean, people, you know, connect to these stories and have to start thinking about how it, you know, HPV or cervical cancer has affected their lives or, you know, their friends or family or things like that. So I think that connection is the key for a lot of our advocacy work, right? Just starting off. That's the first kind of step, right? That is the first step. I know, you know, for me, like Carla, when I found Survivor, the first thing I did was submit my stories because I'm like, I was connecting with all of these stories. So I knew that somebody out there was going to connect with mine too. It was so easy. I mean, and then, you know, for me, social media became a big part of my advocacy. And I tell you, yes, the policy um, part was, was great, but I never get tired of friends reaching out on social media saying your story made me go to have my pap and my HPV test or your story made me vaccinate my children or grandchildren. So yeah, that's huge. Just our story makes such a difference. Gosh, I know. I I remember um, telling my story and then I was talking to a bunch of um, clinicians and one of them was like, Oh yeah. It reminds me to go get my child vaccinated. I completely, you know, like even clinicians who you think that have everything under control in terms of clinical, you're like, they're like, Oh yeah, that reminded me to go get my child, you know, vaccinated. And thank you for reminding me because I really forgot. And so just hearing those things, it's, it's, I think for me, like Carla said, that's kind of one of the biggest accomplishments is to feel that impact that your story has for somebody. Yeah, for sure. 
And I think it becomes a responsibility also because, I mean, okay, you work because you need to eat. Right. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> we need to make everyone else survive this. And yeah. so it's a responsibility. We went through it. We've still go through many stages mm -hmm. after our diagnosis, after our treatment, and it becomes a responsibility for us and for the ones that are not here to share their story. For them, we have to share their stories mm -hmm. because they matter too. And their lives need to be a, like acknowledged that everyone can save their life through That's vaccination, crazy. screening. It's so important. I yeah. completely agree. I mean, for those that we've lost and, and those that we didn't have to lose, right? That's, I think, the key. We didn't have to lose their lives, but it, as long as they were, you know, we have advocacy work like this that reminds people to get tested, to get vaccinated, and that way they won't have to experience the loss anymore, you know? I mean, just imagine a world without, you know, cervical cancer, you know, then I think it <laughs> Wouldn't it be such a, a remarkable thing to say, my work is done. My yeah. work is done. We don't have cervical cancer anymore, right? Like, I think we would, we would talk about this for, for until, you know, till the sun comes up till whenever, but to be able to say our work is done. I mean, that would right. be the ultimate accomplishment to say yeah. we're, we're done. We're done. That would be huge. Worry about this. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, in, in our lifetime. Woo! Wow. I know. I know. That's that's the key thing because I was like, if Australia can do it, I mean, we're we need I mean, to. We're, we can grab it. Yeah. Mean, yeah, we can grab it. It's right yeah. there. Right get there. screened. Get vaccinated. I mean, there's right. There's nothing mm -hmm. else to do. So let's let's change a little bit. And I know we talked about how we got started, but what advice do you guys have for for listeners and and you know those you know, survivors and thrivers who are in the midst of it, you know, what advice do you have for them to, if they're interested in advocacy work, where, where do you start? You know, I know we start, we, all of us have talked about it, but what advice can you give them? You're the master of your story. You know, everything that happened to you and it's correct. It happened and you can share it. And it, you don't have to go on and look for all the medical mumble jumble words and anything. Share it how you feel it because that's how you advocate for yourself. And when you start advocating for yourself, you know that someone is listening like, oh, that happened to me too. And now that person can listen. But you'll, it's a learning experience and you're the master of your story. You know it. Nobody else knows it like you. Yeah, exactly. I, I concur, Carla, because no you can't get your own story wrong and you're most comfortable sharing your story, right? It's coming from the heart um, and people can connect to it because it's personal and it's yours. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think Tamika said it so many times, right? Like it doesn't matter how big or small the story is. It's your story and it's important, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, just because some other person's diagnosis or treatment was different from yours doesn't mean yours is not as important as theirs, right? Every story matters. And I think that's where we start is where we start with that story. Um, yep. You know, what, what about um, the next steps after that, you know, the story, I think we, we, both of you have taken further steps beyond the story. I mean, after sharing the story, you know, what other 
options or suggestions do you think that some people could take? You know, I mean, sharing your story on survivors one, you know, submitting your story mm-hmm. there. Um, and, you know, social media by word of mouth. Um, there's also, like you said, Carol, you've done policy, you, Carla, you've Mm -hmm. done actual talks, you know, um, at different conferences and that's part of our sharing our story as well. But, you know, what other options, you know, do you see the group going with? A big thing that I did is I connected with my oncologist. He wanted to know about Survivor. I mean, once I talked to him about the organization, he was like, this is amazing. This is great. So, you know, I said, hey, I've got, we've got some great brochures that talk about, you know, Survivor and HPV. Can I leave some for you, for your office, for other women who might, you know, be newly diagnosed? And he thought that that was amazing. So that was like a big start, having that conversation with my oncologist. You know, obviously he knows my story, right? He's my oncologist. But, you know, um, to to go above and beyond and know that there's a whole organization available to some newly diagnosed people that, you know, might be looking for some connection like survivors. So, you know, that was huge to be able to offer that and, you know, to be able to know that our, our community is virtual, too. So we're going above and beyond, you know, my little area, right? We're, we're reaching um much further. So he was great to, he really appreciated having that resource for his patients too. Oh, that's great. Carla, did you have anything to add to that? I think we're in such a technological era Mm -hmm. that we have, we have our meetings, our monthly meetings. We have CCAM that's going on right now, sharing, and we're going to get to see how everyone shares their story differently because no story is the same. So when you get to see such great information being shared, I normally, what I do is like, I send it to my WhatsApp groups. You know, I translate it to Spanish, part of it. So if those that don't know English, they can have the information in Spanish as well. You share, you share all that information because it, it's correct information that's been studied, that's, it's, um, Beautiful, I think is the word. <laughs> it's yeah, respectable yeah. information. I'm not sure if it's in Spanish. <laughs> but I mean, being able to share it with different people, not only with mm-hmm. someone going through the moment or anything, but just like with my coworkers, everything. I, I share it in my WhatsApp groups. I just like, mm-hmm. hey, this is going on. This is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. Um, go get your cervix checked <laughs> and everything. So yeah. do, do that. Be able to share with anyone. Yeah. And that's right. I mean, we have, we, we do a lot on Instagram. We do a lot on social media and it's really easy to just reshare. Right. I think I I do that. I'm guilty of that all the time because sometimes I don't have time to, you know, craft a great, you know, post. So I just reshare and even resharing it, you know, you're able to reach some other people easily. You know, I think that's, it's a nice thing. So, I mean, those listeners who are, you know, listening, there's a lot of social media options we have, you know, I know survivors on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, I mean, um, and Facebook. TikTok. TikTok. And YouTube. And TikTok. And YouTube, yes. Ooh, our Survivor TV is, is Survivor amazing. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor TV is such a great resource too for, for um, people just, you know, oh, yeah. Hard-winning channel. 
award-winning channel. That's right. I'm curious to see now what we're going to do on TikTok. Cause I'd love to see like <laughs> someone do some dance craze or something. <laughs> there are very okay, good TikToks there. You should, like, yeah. We're going to have to do out. something. Yeah. You know, we have to, we're going have to have do to have, Yeah. The survivor shuffle or something. Come on. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that I, I I would love to see that on TikTok. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not on TikTok, but I now I'm curious of what because my daughter, of course, is is very much into social media, so she's always on some weird TikTok thing, and she's like, "Look, it's going viral." So it's all we need a survivor to go viral, right? Yeah, isn't that isn't that funny that you know something on social media going viral is a good thing, but a right. virus yeah. is not. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Okay. No, I completely understand. Like when she told me something was viral, I was like, wait, what? What? What is that? That's is that good? good? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'm confused. Uh-huh. And I'm showing my age, but I mean that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I think this is where we decide we we could definitely, you know, two. Uh, 2023 is where we can start, you know, our advocacy work, you know, it's like CCAM is a perfect opportunity yeah. to yeah. share information. And like you're, you know, Carla said, we have all the right information on there. It's all valid and it's all, mm-hmm. you know, trusted source of information and yeah. we can share it. The more that we share that type of information, we dispel a lot of misinformation and yeah. that way people, you know, get the correct information so that they can you know, speak to their doctors, their, you know, whoever they they see to be able to get the mm-hmm. right, you know, vaccination or the right testing, um, yeah. depending on, you know, where they are, you know, I think that's the other thing. And, you know, the other thing I, I'm, I'm excited to see is where all this research is going to. I mean, you know, I think I, I've seen a lot of, you know, CCAM like pushing that envelope further, you know, I mean, what, 20 years ago, no one really talked about this at all, right? We we're like, what is HPV, right? What is this? Right. And now we've come to this huge overcome obstacle where we now have vaccination. We now have testing. I mean, this is, it's a huge deal, you know, to, to see the evolution of it, you know, and I'm excited to see where this goes. So that way we can say our work is done, you know, and, and yeah. we can just, you know, rest at ease and just make sure that, our future generations don't have to undergo this, you know, right. under any of this for, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's a future that I would love to see for my daughter to not have to worry about this, yeah. not have to worry yeah. about cervical cancer and all this stuff. You know, I'd like to see her just finish school and, and deal with that, but right. and have to live under my roof for the, the whole time and I can <laughs> retire. Right. Yeah, That exactly. would be an ultimate dream for me, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I think of yeah, I think about my nieces who are ten yeah. and thir- thirteen, and I want a world without cervical cancer for them. You know, they watched yeah. me go through it all, so you know, and they're very aware. So, and they're having conversations with their, um, you know, their friends, of, you know, about HPV and cervical That's cancer. Great, so amazing, right? Just talking, just sharing your story, getting it out there. Just sharing the story. And I think that's kind of our motivation, our inspiration to keep going, right? I mean, for me, it's just seeing my daughter and, you know, hoping that she won't have to go through 
anything that I went through, you know, in terms of cervical cancer and HIV, that she can live in a world where she doesn't have to worry about it or her kids, you know, and so on, you know, that's my motivation and inspiration. And for both of you, I know, you know, Carrie, you mentioned your nieces, but what really, you know, what is your motivation and inspiration for 2023 to, to keep going? Well, I think, I think we've come very far, right? I think, um, but I think we still have a long ways to go. Yeah. And so 2023, you know, for me is about um, just taking it up one more notch and making sure that I am reaching everyone I can possibly reach. Um, I'm reaching out to my local radio stations to have conversations during Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, just so we can talk about um, HPV and cervical cancer. I mean, I'm just wanting to make sure that I am continuing my message and survivor's message of, you know, ending cervical cancer. I mean, yeah (laughs) repeating my carol i know she's like repeat yes yeah Uh, i i want i want to add to my networking right now uh when i was um in the who guidelines group i was able to get contacts and everything and they put me into contact with honduran doctors that can help me out making it viral <laughs> go ahead so I want to add networking to my goal this 2023 to be able to it'd be beautiful to have a survivor school here in Honduras yeah. or have like a survivor vacation with everyone. so just like you know um, I want that to happen I want it to be like everyone talk about it and hopefully we'll get there this year yeah yeah, yeah. I think 2023 is going to be the year that we really push this further, this agenda, this initiative further, you know, with Tamika at the, uh, what is it, the Moonshot Initiative with uh, Dr. Jill Biden. I mean, it was such a huge deal to be on that forefront. I mean, I think that's where I was, I was so proud of this organization because it's like, we've come so far from being you know, a stigma, right? A stigma where we couldn't talk about it, where we couldn't, didn't want to talk about it. We were shamed for it. And now all of a sudden being on national television, the spotlight, you know, having Dr. Jill Biden there saying, we support you, you know, we're here and we're going to eradicate cancer or cervical cancer, I think is, is a big deal. And I'm so happy to be on that national, you know, platform and stage to say, yes, you know, we are. And for Tamika to be there and representing Survivor is such an amazing or, you know, a, a deal, you know, such a, a big deal for us. It was, it is so it is. huge because like you said, um, no more stigma, shatter yeah. it. Why? Yeah. I mean, it's, we're, we're at a level that, you know, our nation is talking about cervical mm-hmm. cancer and that's we're just, changing the narrative. Yeah. Exactly. We're changing. I mean, the first lady, it's like, if, if she's going to say it, then it's like, well, you know, yeah. it's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. You're right. Changing the narrative, I think, is going to be like a goal for everyone is just just flipping yeah. the narrative to changing it to say that, you know, we can and we will change it and, and, and really eradicate cervical cancer. Yeah. Um, so, ladies, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so happy to have you guys as 
my, I can call my dear friends. Um, it was so happy. So, so I'm so happy to see, to talk to you guys. Um, for our listeners, you know, uh, Carol and Carla's story is on survivors. So feel free to check out their story if you're interested. And there's a whole, uh, hundreds of other stories on there as well. So please, you know, go through, check it out and see. And if you're interested in sharing your story, you can as well. Um, all right. So thank you, ladies, for, for being on the show. Thanks, Alphonse. Thank you. Yeah. Remember, your story is important because it's who you are and you are important. If you want to read more about Carol or Carla's story or hundreds of other women, or if you're ready for the world to know about your story, log on to survivor.com and share it with us. You can help change the narrative of cervical cancer and it starts with you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.